the first full day of the offseason has started, and uh, it doesn't look any better for us as Dodger fans. But uh, baseball did its thing again. The Braves lost. We'll talk about the postseason and how that looks now with three of the 100-win teams all eliminated before the CS. We will look at the incident that happened between Orlando Arcia, reporters, Bryce Harper, and all that uh, melee that, uh, that came after. And Dave Roberts being fired is a big topic you guys want to talk about. So uh, we'll put out some prompts, and I uh, hope you guys respond. So let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you never want to miss a day, because you know we're not going to, you can subscribe in each of those places and uh, be notified when our episodes are up. Shout out to everybody for uh, watching and listening yesterday. It was a, a, a big episode. Wish it was a big episode for different reasons, but a big episode nonetheless. So if you're back with us and you continue to join us and this is your first, or if this is your first time, I am Vince Amperio, joined by my co-host Jeff Snyder, and we're both lifelong Dodger fans that uh, have suffered along with you guys. We've watched a lot of Dodger games. We've covered the Dodgers before. We've been in the press box in the locker room. We've been in a variety of different uh, capacities when it comes to the Dodgers, and we're just here to bring you what we believe is knowledgeable and rational takes about the Dodgers. And uh, knowledgeable and rational takes is uh, not what was on a lot of my Twitter timeline the last 24 hours or so. I don't know if there's any different, Jeff. Uh, no, about the same. Uh, it's And same with the YouTube comments. It's definitely been an emotional time uh for for dodger fans which i totally get you know and i'm i'm a pretty big believer in letting people process things how they do uh i've there have been times in my life when i would have processed this differently than i am now and uh it doesn't make me better or worse than anybody else just means we process things differently and uh i did basically i didn't engage with anything because i i have no interest in arguing with dodger fans because i know that we're all coming from the same place of we love the Dodgers. We're hurt. We're sad. We're angry. Whatever emotions we're feeling are caused by the fact that we love the Dodgers. And so I'm not interested in arguing with people who love the Dodgers just as much as I do, or at least almost as much as I do. Uh, I have a hard time believing anybody loves them quite as much as I do. But, you know, uh, I'm not going to argue with those people, especially not right now. Like if, if they're still spouting nonsense three weeks from now, maybe I'll have to argue. But even then, you know, maybe not. I, but uh, it was... There was definitely a lot of venting and emotions going on all over the place, and uh, that's understandable. Yeah, as someone who is an irrational fan and another sport, another team I like, I can understand, you know, the knee-jerk reactions and everything else. Uh, the you know the thing that made me laugh a little bit was just, you know, Bryce Harper getting put on this pedestal for loving Philadelphia and everything else, and. You know, being the guy that the Dodgers don't have and things of that nature. He's never won a World Series. 
you know, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, who have been getting the brunt, uh, along with Dave Roberts, obviously, and getting the brunt of the ire from a lot of Dodger fans. They've both won. So, you know, grit and gut and determination. And Bryce Harper's team won the year after he left. Like, the Nationals won the year after he left. So, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's it's prisoner of the moment a little bit. Uh, but obviously, hitting home runs uh, would have been beneficial to the other side for the Dodgers. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. You know, it's been fun to watch the Phillies hit the crap out of the ball. If the D-backs hadn't been playing the Dodgers, it would have been fun to watch them hit the crap out of the ball. You know, it's... Uh, it, it wasn't fun. Uh, I was actually glad to watch tonight, watch the Phillies and Braves game end because I got to watch somebody celebrate, which I hadn't gotten to do because uh, last night I turned the TV off as soon as the ball landed in whoever's glove that was, you know, because I have no desire to watch somebody celebrating me and the Dodgers, but it was fun to watch the, the Phillies celebrate and be happy. Uh, but yeah, you know, we had one comment. A lot, so we posted our episode on YouTube and and on the podcast a little bit early yesterday, um, did it late Wednesday night. Basically, as soon as we were done recording it, had it all ready, we, we put it up. And so before I even left my desk, we already had a couple comments, including one from a Braves fan trying to make us feel better, said, this is just who Freddie is. He just disappears in the postseason. Like even when we won the World Series in 2021, he just disappeared. And I'm like, that's not how I remembered it. So I looked up the stats and just not true at all. Like Freddie, Freddie hit the crap out of the ball all through the 2021 postseason. His lowest OPS in any series that year, uh, in that postseason was the World Series when it was only 996. Like, and even last year in the Padres series, Freddie's OPS was awesome. He had like a 1200 OPS or something for the Dodgers. And Trey Turner had a great OPS too. So people, you know, Trey Turner hit home runs. They're like, man, see, Dodgers must be cursed. He, Trey couldn't do that with the Dodgers. Like, no, nope, he did fine. His defense wasn't great with the Dodgers, but he hit the ball well. And, uh, you know, it's just a, as a team, and part of the thing that gets forgotten in that Padres series, as a team, the frustrating part was that the Dodgers had runners on base all the time. They didn't get the hits with runners in scoring position. Everybody hit well in that series, or almost everybody hit well, except when they needed to. Like, that that was the problem there. So, you know, but, you know, People, people forget and in their emotions, but yeah, this, uh, the Braves losing, I mean, it's the first time in history that all four teams playing in the CS had less than 90 wins. Uh, they combined for the four teams combined for like 354 wins or something like that. Like just, it's baffling that, uh, you know, like you said, three teams, won a hundred games and all three of them got knocked out combined for a one in nine record in the postseason. Uh, the Astros are the only division winner still in it. And they, I think they finished the season tied with the Rangers, didn't they? Yeah. I guess either way, the NL West leader is, or winner is still in it, but they, they tied with what? 90, 89 wins, something like that. Somewhere. No, I think they're 92 maybe, but either well, way. Well, it couldn't have been more than 90 because I saw that nobody well, had, but yeah, you. it's, uh, it, it's pretty crazy how it worked out. And, uh, you know, whether you want to blame the, the the format you know the layoffs or whatever yeah 90 and 72 the rangers and astros tied at they're the two best teams left in the in the playoffs with 90 wins each so it's uh it's wild and you know there's probably plenty to talk about this offseason regarding the the playoff format uh probably don't want to dig into that today too much uh but you know a lot of people are talking about that and it's definitely a topic we're talking about 
Rob Manfred said he has no issues with it. So, so you know it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, the format isn't the reason the Dodgers lost. Isn't the reason the Braves lost. Isn't the reason the Orioles lost. They all had flaws, even as a hundred win teams. Uh, and starting pitching was some of those flaws. Um, you know, less so for the Braves, but even then they were down, you know, Charlie Morton, uh, Freed had just come back from injury. Schreider can strike out a lot of people, but uh, still gives up runs, you know, and the Orioles were sending out guys like Kyle Bradish. I don't think most people had ever heard of probably when he made that start. Uh, you know, the guys that they were, John Means came back and then didn't, wasn't able to pitch. So, like, they had flaws. It's not a surprise that those teams lost, but it is just interesting, that, you know, to see how. And I think the main thing that people are, are concerned about and kind of what I've been concerned about with the format is just devaluing the regular season. 162 games is a lot of games. And for that to essentially, not that it doesn't mean anything, but it doesn't mean as much as, much as it used to. Uh, it definitely, you know, de-incentivizes regular season a little bit. But again, if you're Rob Manfred, you see that attendance was up this year and everything else and, you know, but for all the extra games they wanted out of this new format, they're getting less games because none of the series are going beyond. No series has gone the distance so far. Yeah, and and honestly, I'm okay with that other than the Dodgers, of course, just because uh, the way that the financial things are set up, the players only get a cut of the first three games of the best of five series and the first four games of the best of seven series. Owners get 100% of the, of the gate revenue uh, for anything beyond that. So, uh, you know, they get what they deserve, I guess. Uh, they're, they're losing money. But that does kind of show that as fans, we kind of need to readjust our expectations and recognize that, you know, the, the regular season is meaningful for what it is and the postseason is meaningful for what it is, but one doesn't negate the other. Yeah, and that's basically what it is. Like regular season, you can still enjoy the regular season, you know, Obviously, this regular season is different because all the memories are going to be from the regular season because the Rodgers really didn't have any. Like, if you made a highlight, you couldn't make really a highlight tape of the Dodgers postseason because even if you put you like, show all four of their extra base hits, <laughs> yeah, even if you put JD Martinez home run, like they're losing, even if you put the runs scored, like they're losing. At that David point. Peralta doing the Freddie dance down <laughs> by nine runs, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the other AL or NLDS, the Phillies Braves. Had an interesting little nugget in it uh, that we'll talk about as some people, as you know, as fans of baseball and also as people that have been media members before. So that's what that's happened. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. MLB playoffs are here. NFL season is here. NHL season is here. NBA season's coming up, which means that your chance to up your money by a hundred times is right now. And if you do it with the sleeper app, all you got to do is make some picks. You can pick up to eight different players. You can pick their stats and if they're going to be higher or lower on those stats and all that can add up to a hundred times your put in for a hundred times payout on sleeper. When you get your picks right, you could win big. So go check out the sleeper app right now and See what you like about it. There's a group and team chat functionality in the app. So you and your friends can, you know, make picks together or you can make picks separately. And 
see who does the best. You could, you know, the entries are quick. So if there's two minutes till the game starts, you can have enough time to make those picks. So go check out the sleeper app right now and go ahead and try and win some big money. And if you use the promo code locked on, you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. So if you put in $100, Sleeper puts in $100, and boom, you got $200 to play with. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Go download Sleeper today. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. If you're a new listener, if you're an old listener, we appreciate you listening, and we hope that you become an everydayer, if you're not already one, by listening or watching to this show every day. I know it's tough right now uh, because, you know, we didn't think the season would be over, but there's definitely a lot to get into, definitely a lot to talk about, and definitely a lot that you can help out with uh, as fans because, you know, we're here for you guys, and what you guys want us to talk about, we're usually going to talk about. So make sure to drop those suggestions to us. And SiriusXM or the SXM app is here for you. I'm sure you can listen to any of the games left in the NLCS or ALCS. And next year, you can probably listen to the Dodgers uh, if you search Dodgers. So. All right, Jeff. So in the series between the Braves and the Phillies, there was after the Braves won game two, Bryce Harper was the last out technically of the game, uh, getting doubled up on a ball hit to the outfield that Mike Harris made a nice play on. After the game, uh, reporters were already allowed in the Braves clubhouse. Orlando Arcia was heard saying out of boy Harper, and I'm, I would assume a mocking tone, uh, you know, like, because he made the last out because he didn't, you know, he got doubled up, whatever. It was reported on by Jake Mintz, who you guys saw on our show a few weeks ago. Um, it was a lot of people have pointed this out. It was buried in his story. Uh, and then I think they did Fox MLB on Fox or Fox Sports did put out a, a quote graphic for it. So that's kind of what upped it up. Um, and then someone else from the Washington, I think Chelsea Jane, I think is her name. She also reported it in her. She didn't attribute it to Arcia directly, but she attributed or she did say that someone was saying out of boy Harper. All that, uh, that sparked a lot of things after that. Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos wore Coach Prime, Deion Sanders gear the next day because they made it personal as what he said after the Colorado State coach talked about him. Um, there was a lot of debates on social media and on TV about, you know, the sanctity of the clubhouse and what is off the record and on the record. And it really came down to people on the brave side and in Atlanta defending Arcia and basically everyone else uh, being on the other side where if you say something around reporters, it's on the record, unless it's uh, said not on the record, unless it's, 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 you know, you have a direct agreement that it's not on the record. And uh, yeah, Jeff, I mean, that's obviously we you know how I feel now because uh, I just kind of explained it in that sense. But uh, and, and then the last part, Alana Rizzo went off on uh, her show with Mad Dog and uh, probably went. A, it, it's warranted much less anger than she had for what happened, I would say. Yeah, it's uh, her attitude. The This sanctity of the clubhouse garbage like. The media is in there. You know that the media is in there. You know what the job of the media is. And they didn't sneak in there. They're allowed. Yeah. There. Yeah. They're, they're there doing their job, which is to report things. And if you do something newsworthy, like, you know, like I, I love that RCS said, of course he wasn't supposed to hear it. That's why I didn't say it in front of him or whatever. It's like, 
It's like, I wasn't talking to him. I was talking about him behind his back. Gosh, respect that. Like grow up then, you know, like, and, and honestly, like if I was Arcia, I would be like, okay, yeah, I don't care that Harper heard her. I wouldn't said it if I didn't want him to hear it, you know, like at least, at least own it because like this thing, like I remember when, uh, when all the Astros cheating stuff came out, there were former players uh, who were mad at Mike fires for, for tattling basically like there's the clubhouse code. It's like, well, you, you shouldn't do things that you're ashamed of. Like that, that's the best way to not have people find out that you do things you're ashamed of. It's just don't do those things. You know, like it, it, I just don't get the sanctity of the clubhouse thing, especially, especially, uh, you know, you're, you're muted. I can see you're trying to chime in here. Yeah. The sanctity of the clubhouse, whatever. And then it's like, it's not like he called Harper a name. Like he didn't say anything bad about him. He just was, you know, whatever mocking him or whatever, whatever the word right word is. And he should have just said, yeah, well, they, he made a bad play and I called and I was happy with my teammates about it. They made it into this thing. And then, Obviously, Harper homering the next day and all that, whatever. But that's not the reason. Like, Bryce Harper would have hit a home run regardless. And what 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 Arcia should have been celebrating in the clubhouse was great play by Harris, great play by Austin Riley backing up that throw. Like, it wasn't even really a bad base running play by Harper. They're down by one run. He put him, he's got to be able to score on that if that thing drops, you know? And, and you take that risk. And it took a great play by Harris and a great play by Riley to get him out. So, you know what, you take that risk. And that's what Harper said after the game. He said, I made a decision and I'll live with it. And, you know, so I, I actually liked the base running play by Harper because if that does get down, he scores a tying run and, you know, it, it's, it's a calculated risk, but like, it, it's kind of like the beat LA chance. Like, why are you talking about my team instead of the team that you're rooting for? Orlando, Orlando RC, is that his name? Mm-hmm. I, his brother played too. I, I Whatever. Arcia, why are you talking about Bryce Harper when two of your teammates just made great plays to win a game for you? Why is Bryce Harper's name coming out of your mouth anyway? Like, I I don't understand that mindset of being more happy about your opponent messing up than about your own teammates doing something awesome. I mean, I've been in the moment of playing, and even if you can celebrate your own team, if there's someone that you're maybe not fond of or even just being the other team, you know, I can see, like, ah, they're, you know, that was stupid or that was a dumb play, you know, whatever the case. So I, I don't have much in that yeah, sense. It just like, diminishes whatever. your own accomplishments. It's like, you know, uh, for, forget our good well, plays. You, you we we only won that play game and because Bryce messed up. That's what he's saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, like, if you're going to whine about the sanctity of the clubhouse, don't be somebody who got access to a clubhouse based on looks and then broke up a marriage as, using that access to the clubhouse not naming any names attaboy alana yeah but it's just like it became such a big thing and ultimately it feels like brave side of things are kind of using that as the oh we lost you know we had the best record in baseball and we lost but this is kind of why it happened and not you know they were quick to, you know, because jump on the Dodgers. Fired up the other team. Yeah, quick to jump on, you know, Dodgers losing. And then now, you know, you see the Braves lose and you don't see much of, you know, obviously I don't have a lot of Braves fans. Uh, so I see a lot of different timeline. But it's one of those where it's just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, 
stupid Jake Mintz or, you know, stupid whatever for letting that get out, the sanctity of whatever. And it's just like, you guys were outplayed in every game. You just happened to win game two because you hit a home run late and Mike Harris made a nice play. But, like, you were outplayed in every game, and it just comes down to that. So, But, yeah, I mean, as someone who is media, that's the nature of the game. Like, the players know the media is in there. The players know that, you know, that's why the PR are always around when players speak because of reasons like that where, you know, you kind of want to prevent stuff from being said or being reported. And it's not, like I said, if if someone was outside the locker room, let's say, that media hadn't been let in yet, doors are closed, and you hear something like that and report it, I can understand having an issue with that. Media is in there. The players know the media. Arcia admitted to knowing, you know, media was in there. Uh, you know, cameras are kind of always rolling in the clubhouse in the postseason just, you know, because of different different things and TV and all that kind of stuff. So it, it became a way bigger thing. But I'm kind of, you know, in the sense I'm glad now because, like, it ended up being – Brace fans are, like, working in MLB, not just the Dodgers, like, working, like, you know, MLB – Race fans are probably some of the worst fans in terms of being on social media, just in general. Well, you, you, I've told you guys before, when I was a teenager, my least favorite team, I know it was supposed to be the Giants because of the rivalry, but my least favorite team was the Braves. That's still my gut instinct when somebody asks who's your least favorite team. My gut instinct is the Braves, even though that's not really true anymore. But even back then, it was always the fans. It was never the team. Like, I, yeah, I, I couldn't stand Chipper Jones, but really it was the fans. It was the tomahawk chop. It was the... 8,000 people in the stands when they sucked. And then, you know, 50,000 lifelong Braves fans suddenly when they got good, like all of that stuff. Like, so yeah. And, and the fact is the Dodgers scored six runs in three games. The Braves scored eight runs in four games. Hashtag math tells me uh, both teams uh, vastly underperformed on offense in this postseason, And only one of the teams tied the record for most home runs in history in the, in the regular season. So, you know, uh, boo-hoo. Yeah. All right, so Fire Dave Roberts is a big topic right now. We're not going to directly get too deep into it, but we are going to talk about it and give some prompts for you fans uh, to kind of tell us why Dave Roberts should be in or out and then kind of decide in the next week uh, if that if anything of that changes our mind. So that's what's on tap, so let's stay locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. October baseball is back and it's here. And even though there's two days off before the next game, you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. And you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. You can bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game, who will win the series. Make that five bucks worth it. Go put it on, you know, a big underdog or a big thing to happen. And uh, you're going to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed anyway. So you might as well, you know, make it worth it with that first five bucks. If you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, you can do some stuff in game with quick bets and, uh, you know, get that instant gratification or instant sadness if you don't win. So head over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now and step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Like every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of MLB. If you are an everydayer, we want to thank you. If you're not an everydayer, we want to thank you for watching today and hope that we can encourage you to start watching and listening more often and every day to become an everydayer. 
uh, it's very easy. All you have to do is listen to watch every day. We're here for you about 30 minutes a day. If you listen to podcasts on two times speed like I do, it's only 15 minutes of your day. So uh, even quicker than that. So go check us out. Become an everydayer. And uh, remember, SiriusXM, if you want to listen to any of the rest of the games, you can go do that uh, with SiriusXM or the SXM app. I've heard that if you listen to ours on a faster speed, I talk way too fast. So, And I probably talk normal. So Yeah, which is funny because the reason I talk fast is because I listen to podcasts on one and a half speed. And so in my mind, this is how fast podcasts talk. So, uh, yeah, I I think we, uh, yeah, but, you know, that's all right. The, the few times, like if I wouldn't listen to when you're in your episodes and it's not on two times speed, like in, right away, I'm like, wow, this is slow. Uh, so, yeah, it, it just sounds way different. But yeah. all right. So Fire Dave Roberts is obviously a big topic of conversation among Dodger fans. And, you know, there's a few reasons people probably have for why they want to fire Dave Roberts. So, you know, we encourage you guys to let us know what that is. Uh, but before, you know, not, not into that directly yet, because, uh, you know, I just want to throw some thoughts real quick here. Mike Sosha is not the answer. Stop saying Mike Sosha. He's not ever going to be the answer for the Dodgers managerial woes, if if you can call them woes. There's a reason he's been out of baseball for multiple years now. He's he's not going to be a manager. Um, Tori Lavolo has been manager for a while over there in, in Arizona. He's made the playoffs twice. He got swept one, or he got one a, a wild card game, then got swept, and then now he's won two series. But nobody talks about 2018 to 2022 when they weren't good. And that's not all his fault. But, you know, there's something about sticking with a manager if you believe in him. And, you know, the Dimebacks have now kind of proven that and shown that a little bit. And also, you know, the big topic and kind of what we want to, you know, with with throwing Sosha out the window. If you do replace Dave Roberts, who is out there? Well, who is out there? And one... How can you say with certainty that that's going to be different? Now, if you're arguing change for the sake of change, um, I think I can understand that a little bit more than maybe Jeff can. But also, you know, it, it would be nice to have something to back that up. And, yeah, I think that's all I have now. I know you had a little bit more thoughts and maybe a little bit more prompts for, for moving Yeah, I, I'm pretty opposed to the idea for, of change for the sake of change. I'm open to the idea of of making changes, whether it's Roberts or, you know, the, some of the coaching staff or, or, you know, whoever. Uh, but I, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty big believer that in order to make a change, you need to be making an improvement. And that means identifying, okay, here is an area where we need to be better. And here's why we think a change in personnel is the route to take, to get better in that area. And here's who we think can make us better in that area and why we think it's likely that he, he or she will make us better in that area. Like that's got, there's gotta be logic. Like I don't like knee jerk reactions. I don't like emotional decisions because I don't think they lead to success. I think there's a reason that the Dodgers are a very good team every year. Uh, I also think the, the narrative of the Dodgers choke in the postseason every year is way overblown. Uh, like I've talked about before, Two years ago, they beat the team with the best record in baseball in the NLDS. The year before that, they won the World Series. Two years before that, they went to the World Series. The year before that, they went to the World Series and only lost because the other team cheated. Like, yeah, there's been some high-profile uh, frustrating losses, but it's not every year. It's not all the time. 
And so, you know, so if you are a proponent of fire Dave Roberts, what I would like to hear, and I'm, I'm going into this with an open mind. Uh, I get accused of lot of being a Roberts defender and admittedly, I, I do think Roberts is a good manager. And the reason I think that is because most of the time I feel like he makes either the right decision or at least not the wrong decision. And so, you know, those go hand in hand. I I'm not paid by the Dodgers. I don't know Dave Roberts personally. I don't have a vested interest other than I want the Dodgers to be the best team possible. And I think that the track record shows that Dave Roberts is pretty good at doing that. And so that that's my bias coming in. Yeah. I, I lean towards keeping him, but I have an open mind. And so I'd like to hear from you guys specifics of that Dave Roberts needs to be fired because they need to be better at this specific thing or these five specific things. And here's why I think a change would make them better. And here's who I think would be the person to make that change. Cause otherwise we're just talking about change for the sake of change. And so uh, I'd love to hear from you guys and we can dig into those, you know, next week as those come in, we can talk, you know, as much as you guys want to talk about, it, we can talk about it. Uh, you know, but I, that's kind of where I come from is that fire Dave Roberts is only half of a solution. And because then you got to hire somebody to replace Dave Roberts. And if you don't have the other half of the solution in mind uh, and you haven't even really identified the problem, if the only problem you've identified is I keep getting mad when they lose uh, that that's, you know, that's not going to be enough for me. But if you got specifics, specific problems, specific solution, I'd love to hear it. And, uh, and if you can convince me, I'm not even going to say I'll eat my shoe because I'm open to be convinced. You know, if you present a compelling argument, I'm on board, but, uh, but it's got to be compelling for me. Yeah, I'm probably don't need as compelling an argument. I'm down for his change of sake of change, just for the simple fact of the Dodgers are always going to have the talent to probably win, at least for the next few years and hopefully continued on. It doesn't necessarily mean they're always going to win. And, you know, change for the sake of change, like I'm fine with, but just knowing that you might not make the playoffs one year or, you know, you might, you know, you might have a blow up in the clubhouse because one player didn't get communicated that he is a role player and wants to be a star. You know, the Dodgers haven't had any of that. They've never really had anything leak out in terms of oh, issues in the clubhouse. The one thing they, you know, when they did have it uh, was back when Molly Knight was writing a book and back when Ken Rosenthal was reporting about Puig storming out of a clubhouse. Uh, I think, you know, we've kind of talked about how that was identified and that player was promptly traded when they kind of figured out the, what was going on. So I think all that plays into it for Roberts, but again, that isn't the whole thing for it. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if anyone can, you know, bring some good ideas or fresh ideas. And, and we saw this year, multi-time manager of the year winners with ridiculously high payrolls uh, in both New York and San Diego didn't make the playoffs. Like it's not, I hear it all the time. A, a little league, coach could take this Dodger team to the playoffs. It's just not true. Like Dave Roberts is going to win the manager of the year this year and he's going to deserve it because he did the best job managing this regular season. Um, it, there's a lot of value in what he does. So anyway, uh, Vince will tell you how to send us that stuff. Obviously in order to give us enough detail to be worth talking about, it's not going to be an at on Twitter. It's either going to be a DM or an email or, you know, probably one of those two things. So uh, yeah, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. 
Yeah, just asking for five five paragraph essays, MLA format. So uh, I've got an English sure. degree, man. Get the site, get the citations in there. Uh, but that's gonna do it for today's episode. That's gonna do it for this week. We'll be back next week to talk about any of these ideas you guys bring to us, any other thoughts that happen over the weekend. Uh, you know, any other hot takes maybe we see out there that we want to discuss, like, uh, you know, trading Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman, like I saw a few times today. So we'll get into all that next week, talk a little bit about the series that are going on, if anything happens relevant. Um, I don't know, Jeff, real quick, do you have uh, any horse in the race? I know you don't usually pay attention as much or watch, but anyone yeah. you're particularly rooting for? Uh, obviously, we know who I'm rooting against. Uh, I, I don't think any of the teams would upset me too much other than, uh, the cheaters winning it all. Um, I, I, I'd probably rank it, uh, in order of preference, Rangers, Phillies, D-backs and Astros, uh, Rangers and Phillies are very close to each other in my preference. And then D-backs are, you know, a good step and a half back. And then Astros, uh, don't deserve to be on the list. Yeah. I think I have, I think I'm biased towards Philly cause that environment last year just captivated me. Yeah. My wife went to high school in Dallas. She, you know, she didn't care much about baseball, but the games she did go to as a teenager was Rangers games. And my in-laws were from Texas, so they were Ranger fans to the extent that they cared about baseball. So I've got a little fondness towards them a little bit. And, you know, I still feel bad for them about 2011 when they were one strike away. And then Nelson Cruz forgot that he was an outfielder and should catch the ball. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it. And, uh, Remember, you can listen to us every Monday through Friday, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. You can become an everyday or by listening every day. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog, MF Vincent's 91. You can DM either of us or both of us uh, if you have those compelling arguments or if you have any other comments or questions or thought topics, stop talking. Thought starters or topics that you want to send us. You can also send those via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning and we hope to be here with us when you're in your car. If you're at home, touch smart device for your podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you on Monday.